0: to episode three of the make 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 podcast my name is josh baker today with me i have miss amy king um, amy why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us kind of some of the art projects that you're working on right now
1: okay i have a degree in theater and i have a master's actually in art museum education and there are two degrees that everybody always laughs at me and says how are you ever going to use those well two and a half years ago i figured out a way I currently have an art exhibition that is about human sex trafficking, another thing that people kind of look at me horrified when I say that to them, but when they actually see the show, they're, they're very surprised, and they realize that this really is a big issue. So that's what I've been up to recently. Yeah.
0: Can you tell us uh, the name of the show and kind of where people can see that?
1: Yes. Artifacts of Human Trafficking is the name of the show, and it is scheduled to be at Girl Scout of Central Texas headquarters in May. But right now, we're just kind of in a wait-and-see position for that. But that's where it's scheduled to appear next. But right now, if you want to see some of the works online, you can actually go to an online exhibition that my daughter created for her Girl Scout Gold Award. (laughs) And you can try out some of the activities for 10- to 17-year-olds to go with the artwork. It is a non-graphic show. So it is fine for all age children to see. My nine-year-old has been seeing it since he was seven. Okay. And they're all based on three words, isolation, desperation, and deceit. Mm. So nothing is really in your face. Uh, you will get out of it what you, your life experience, what you have seen, and what you feel when you look at the artworks.
0: Yeah. And tell so, I me, mean, it's traveled through a few states. In my it idea. has, yeah.
1: yes. It has gone all around Texas. It has been to Missouri and Arkansas as well, and then back through Texas on its way back to Austin. And it's been going around Austin for about the last eight months. Wow.
0: I mean, full disclosure, I do have one picture in it. So <laughs> um, when Amy brought it up to me, she goes, Hey, Josh, can I, can I use this photo that we did out in the desert? I said, Yeah, sure. And I thought it was going to be a one time thing. And that frame and the print have now disappeared into. Somewhere to the ether. uh, (laughs) I
1: thought it was going to be a one-time thing, too. (laughs) Or actually a three-time thing. That was the plan. It was going to go three places in Austin, but it went from the gallery in Austin on 6th Street Mm -hmm. straight to Baylor. Right. And it just went from there. I had no idea it was going to be like this. It was pretty amazing, and it's been pretty exciting, and it's just kept moving.
0: So so let's talk more about that, right? You know, we set out with intentions to... To create art to create an experience and then it left your hands right it went out yes. into the world yes what was that like what was the reaction like what was the first reaction like and kind of ha- has the reaction changed
1: i think the reaction has actually stayed the same what's interesting to me is that there's still people that need to hear the message that human trafficking is real sure but you're exactly right when you finally let it go you put it out in the world you don't know what to expect always you think it's great as the artist you're excited it's fed your soul you're pumped the opening at the gallery on sixth street at lincoln Penn was fabulous lots and lots of people came of course all my friends are here all of y'all were there the artists were there everybody was even one of the artists that was from mexico came so it was great it was this wonderful feel it was an exciting night then after that you don't know if anybody's gonna come to the gallery to see it again what's going to happen, and so I had said to myself, let's see where this goes, let's see how it does, I'm going to work to set up maybe a church in Austin for it to go to next, and then maybe um, a community organization, and that's going to be it, but this one caught fire, and it really did take it out of my hands, as you said, and I didn't know what to do with that at first because people were calling me and emailing me and saying, hey, we want to have this. What does it take to get it? And at first, they were willing to pay. And as we've gone on and on, that has gotten a little more where it's harder. They don't know where they're going to get the money. And, and this is a grassroots zero budget project. Right. And so the money that I'm talking about is just to get it somewhere. Right it's not profit just at all it's cost. just transportation cost so I did learn a lot about that I have worked with a lot of people I have developed a really in-depth packing list if they want to get it themselves and I've allowed a lot you know I've had to just put it out there and allow people to take it and not worry about it
0: how many pieces are we talking about 14 pieces 14 okay mm-hmm. and what size for people who've never seen it you know does it take Back of a pickup truck? Does it take a U haul truck? Like what size?
1: It takes, and I'm trying to remember the exact dimensions, but I think Roughly. it's an eight foot enclosed
0: trailer okay. to take so it pretty big volume. somewhere.
1: It's a pretty big volume because of my piece, the isolation room. Right. Uh, one side of it is seven feet long, right. it's five feet tall at the highest. So, it does. It takes a decent trailer. And I, I've had all kinds of people helping me with this through the way. I had a man loan me his trailer anytime we needed to take it anywhere. He has since sold that trailer, oh. so I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I am looking now, of course, to make it into a 501c3. Because, mm-hmm. again, as you said, when this kind of gets taken out of your hands... You're not always sure where it's going. And I think this will keep going, but I need to find the financial support so that it's no longer just that grassroots zero budget. Okay, they'll come pick it up here and they'll take it there and then we'll see what happens.
0: Right. And I think it's interesting, you know, a lot of times exhibits like this are either curated or it's it's one artist's entire work.
1: Exactly. And
0: so this is a little bit, different and that the center one of the centerpieces is yours right but then there's other pieces from other artists yes what what went into that decision
1: so is it okay if I tell a little bit of history about the isolation room Yeah,
0: absolutely. you good yeah. with that yeah, okay absolutely.
1: Absolutely. so I wrote a story called sold it was it came to me while I was down near 6th Street one night in Austin and then from that story i realized later as i was reading it off my phone i dictated it that it was about human trafficking i was already very interested in human trafficking and i knew i wanted to create art around that but i didn't know how after i wrote that story i knew for certain that i wanted to create an isolation room and i wanted to create it in a way where somebody could go in look around with a flashlight And hear others around them so that they would understand the idea of being invisible in plain sight. Mm -hmm. So, when it came from that point, I took it to a gallery owner. Mm -hmm. And she said, I adore your idea and I want to show that when you get it built, come back to me and I want to see it. But, I think we should put 2D works around it. And I said works for me because my initial idea was and it's as you've seen the gallery it's bright white the walls are white and it's got really wonderful gallery lighting so everything can be bright and my idea was to have the isolation room be completely white on the outside so that it would be invisible in plain sight so she said no I want these 2D works around it let's jury a show to go with this and so we got on to talking about those words isolation desperation and deceit and we sent a call actually around the world and we had artists from other countries uh, wow. send their stuff we had two women from UT uh, that are art ed and art history do the jurying of the art pieces okay. and then they sent back their recommendations and then we sent out recommendations to about 20 artists mm-hmm. some of them again Zero budget show. Sure. They didn't want to pay the shipping to get their work here. And so we ended up in the beginning with about 17 artists. One of them sent from Germany. He sent a piece that could be folded. And so when we ran out of those, that was the end of it. Right. But that is how we ended up with 2D works around the isolation room.
0: Interesting. To me, it's an interesting hybrid. Usually, it's one or the other.
1: Exactly and that that really does get people a lot of times because they'll say What are you? Are you the artist? Are you the curator? So I've just started putting curator slash artist now if you're in the art world I, I am NOT a curator right. There were some people at the big art museums that would take me to task about calling myself that but for this show in the base definition of the word I am I right. helped curate the show I took care of all of the wall chat that goes with the pieces, and I just happen to also have a piece in the show.
0: Right, I mean I'm a curator on Pinterest, right? I, yes. I, I curate my own yes. Know, feed. Yes, yeah, I think that word curator has, I think it has such new meanings now that it ever used to have. It, it used does. to mean something very specific. You know, now we talk about you know curating our lists and curating our feeds and curating our right that like luxury of like these are these are. Choice-selected things, the experiences you're gonna have, Um, and it's even
1: changed in the art world. So what curators do at the big art museums now is very different than what
0: they used to do. So, so I mean, is this so this project is it gonna is it going to end at some point? Is it gonna keep going? I mean, what?
1: My absolute goal for this project from the beginning Mm -hmm. was that it ends in a museum. Mm. I don't know if that means necessarily that it becomes owned by the museum but i would like it it's been in every other kind of space i can imagine Mm -hmm. so i would like to see it in a museum and that's where i would like for it to end honestly i thought it was going to end after about three months it's we're almost we're headed toward three years and i'm excited and i like i want to see where it continues to go and i think that maybe i'll just know when it's time to end and say okay this is it Another goal that I've had on this show, and as a contributing artist, I'm sure you're of interest, <laughs> is that I'd really love to pay everyone <laughs> for their works. And that has been big on my mind. And that is part of the reason that I am looking into going ahead with the 501c3 for this project yeah. and making it where we can now apply for grants. So the first thing out, I can pay all of you for being <laughs> part of this.
0: You know, I, I think the topic that you're covering, right, you know, human trafficking you and I have talked about it in lots of different ways, but you know, it's one of those things we don't really, we don't really think about. Right. But it absolutely is going on. Exactly. Um, And I think that's kind of what art can do, right? Raise awareness, you know, ask those questions that maybe we're not always comfortable asking and and bringing those questions to light that we're not always willing to, you know, we don't always want to go shine the lights in the darkness. Um, You know, reason this, this show is called the Make 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 podcast, right? Part of it is make art, part of it is make money, but but the big part of it all is make a difference, and that's that's one of the reasons I really wanted to interview you about this was uh, of my friends. This 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 exhibit, I think has had the biggest impact in making a difference that that I've seen. Well, thank you. Well, uh, that's something that I've been, I mean, certainly that I've been a part <laughs> of. You know, I just take pretty pictures most of the time, um, and I'm you know my clients are happy, but. You know I think yeah you know, I'm really honored to have a piece in this because I feel like it is saying something and it is making a difference um, to the people that see it or I hope it is um, And yeah. your
1: piece is actually one of the favorites as well they yeah. love studying it and they can't figure out what she's in <laughs> And so especially love yours with kids too because I can take them up to it and say what do you think she's in
0: right
1: and the kids get it more than the adults Really We'll let people come see it see
0: okay. yeah, I'll, it I'll put some links up in the show notes about about where everything is. So I guess my next question would be you know for people that are starting out for people that that have created art I mean are galleries still viable is that is that something they should aspire to
1: Galleries are still viable especially if you're in an art driven place Okay Austin is a very art-driven place. Round Rock is a very art-driven place. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the central Texas area, there are lots of outlying counties around us too that are really, really interested in art and bringing more art into their cities. As far as getting started for something like this, I guess I would say if you feel an extreme drive, because that is what pushed me over into this, if you cannot get away from the feeling that you must have your show and you must show your work to the world you need to keep going just keep going until it happens and approach galleries but post on social media have a show at your home and bring your friends and ask them to bring their friends do anything you can think of to start getting your art into the public eye even if companies that you work for or friends companies get the artwork out there, offer it to them for brochures, anything like that. Some way, get it out there. Well, and there are lots of restaurants in Austin too that host shows mm-hmm. and sell work for artists.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. We, <clears throat> I'm a, We have a photo club here in town called the North Austin Photographic Society. Yes. Um, and we just put together a, a gallery show at West Beacon Coffee. Perfect. Um, which it's now it's clo- closed. Yeah, well, closed for the time being. Temporarily <laughs> right. Um, but we had 10 pieces up and it, within within the first week one of them had sold and it was the first That's it was wonderful. the first piece of art that this photographer who's in his 70s has ever sold wow and and so for me it's so exciting because I mean of course it was, it was my big mouth that got it all started but the show, not the sale, um, but it was actually the owner of the of the coffee shop. It's like, I love this. I need to have
1: it. Oh, that's fantastic. That makes you feel even better. And it
0: makes me feel even better. So, shout out to Mary at West um, Yeah, Yeah, Mary! And, you know, it's so fun, you know, just getting that ball started. And so, we started with one segment of our club, and now we're going to go to the next segment once they reopen. Um, and so, you know, you just never know where that, that ball rolling is going to start.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why you have to keep going. Yeah just keep going and it's like you said that was the first time for that was it a demand mm-hmm. that was in his 70s to sell his work just keep going yeah. it may take a while but if that's what you really want and you're driven toward that keep going
0: yeah I think other thing too if you want to be in the world you need to be in that world yes. right if you yes. want to have art at galleries go to galleries exactly if you want yes. to sell your yes. work Go yes. to where people are willing to buy work.
1: Yes. And do things like join the photographic club. Yeah. And online, especially on Facebook, there are just so many art call groups. Yep. Join all of those.
0: Yep. Yeah. Brown Rock Arts Council has a really great website. They have a bunch of shows. I, I've submitted to it in the past and, and gotten accepted. It's a big juried show. It's called Imagine. Um, we had a couple of our photo club members get, get work in this year. It's a big gallery show. Texas State Round Rock. It takes like three floors, like oh, yeah. over a hundred pieces. It's it's huge.
1: Yeah, one of our other artists has been in there. Lyle's work has been yeah. in there as well. Yeah,
0: it's great. It's such a great thing, and I think Round Rock Arts Council does a, a tremendous job. Um, and you know, find find those places where you can go in person and put your work in front of people. Once it's in front of people, it's a whole different experience than seeing it online.
1: Because you start to gather fans at that point, right. and they tell other people. Right. So.
0: Yeah, one of the things we we talked about on the show in the last episode, I talked about building that creative network. Yes. What are you doing to build that network, right? You have to get in front of people.
1: You do. And a lot of artists are very quiet, introverted people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true, even when I was at UT, in the theater department, we were loud and boisterous. And you'd walk across the street to the art department and it was quiet. But you do. You have to push yourself a lot of times to get up in front of people and just say, hey, my work is great. I want you to see it. Right. And let me show it to you. And yes, it is true. You won't get anywhere if you don't sell yourself.
0: Yeah. You know, I think movies have ruined us in the sense that, right, we're all waiting for that Harry Potter moment. We're yes. waiting for that letter to come through the slot. <laughs> exactly. You've been accepted to Hogwarts. And, and that, that makes a great movie.
1: But you have to remember, his parents applied for him. You must apply, <laughs> if you're going that's to. That's funny,
0: I never thought about that. I'm going to use that now. Yeah,
1: they, they put him on the list at birth. Nobody's putting you on the list at birth if you're an artist here. Right. You've got to put yourself there. Right. Well, I think that's
0: such the hard part. The hard part isn't creating the art, the hard part is dealing with the 99.
1: Because there's a lot of no's there's a, my friends are always like that person was so rude to you and you just kind of said oh it's fine I said yeah well I learned that in theater school they're harsh and you have to be able to take a lot but it's the reality of when you go to audition some auditions are nice and they're kind and they say thank you but some of them tell you exactly what you did wrong and so you, you have to build up a thick skin it's important and you have to be able to take the nose and the nose What you need to do with them is allow them to drive you on. Right. You can't say, oh, I'm so sad, I gotta know, and it's just killing my spirit. You gotta go, oh, nope, next one, next one, next one.
0: Yeah. A friend of mine moved to New York. She's an actress, moved to New York. And I don't remember how many, she told me how how many auditions she went to before she got one. But it was, (laughs) like, Ninety three. Wow. Yes. Me. Oh, yes. And yes. just that, like, okay, the next one's gonna be okay. Exactly. And I'm so proud of her. She was just she had just started on a touring show.
1: Wow, that's exciting. And
0: you know, like two weeks in, you know, COVID knocks this. it out. But yeah. you know, it was a, uh, what was it the um uh, There's a word for it. I can't think of the the word like where you get the card or equity. Equity. Yeah, yes. It was an yeah. We so showed an show, like all this. So she's
1: all set.
0: Yeah, and all this great stuff, and you know. you know I'm so excited for but you know it just that and I don't it's not the performance I'm excited for although I'm also excited for that right but just I'm gonna go do it I'm not gonna take no for an answer and I'm gonna keep at it until somebody tells me yes
1: and it's hard work and I think that's what a lot of people forget or a lot maybe the viewers of art don't always understand that art is hard work this one professor at UT was amazing she was a super well-respected art historian and everything and she had people in the gallery one day and they were looking at one of them in the blant, and then, you know, that looks like somebody just threw paint at the wall and she's they were griping about it and she said, you know what? Usually, it's the idea that takes so long. Actually, doing the work may not take you very long. So, you mm-hmm. need to remember that and you need to remember that it's it's always hard work and, and other people are going to judge you. They're going to like your work or not. Right. And you can't let that stop you. If yeah. you feel like you've got something, you can't let that stop you.
0: Yeah, I, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but Blanton just had it as well a couple of years ago. He he was one of the, the first to kind of try to separate the, the hand from the idea. And so he would send museums instructions. And then they would have to, the installation was them.
1: Them doing it.
0: Them doing it, or students doing it, or interns doing yes. it, or public doing yes. it. Yes. And, and there was some ambiguity to it so that every time it was done, it was done a little bit a little differently. Different. But the idea was his, the execution was whomever's. Whomever's
1: does it. And that's been something that's been interesting about this show too. Because the execution of this show has been different every single time. Interesting. Because we've moved from a gallery, to a department at Baylor, to a church, to a rescue organization, to a church. to there. It's right. been in so many different spaces. And it's been hung, I try to go and hang it, but it has been hung by other people, so there's always, it, it changes as it goes. And I've really actually enjoyed that. I wasn't sure how I would think, feel about that, because I'm very organized. But I've liked it, and I like that it fits in different places.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really like the idea of it being different every time. Another disclosure, I, I photograph for the blanton four or five times a year. They've been one of my clients for 11 years. And every time I go in, it's a little different. The shape right. changes to fit the art over and over and over again. Um and in different ways and in different contours and different textures. And it's I don't think people really understand how big of a team and how much work goes into putting, you know, their level of, of exhibits together. Exactly. All yes. of the wall-hanging pieces, all of the note cards, all of the press, and the advertisement. And, and the
1: facilities people that are fixing the walls from the last show, and oh my moving gosh. walls as they need them. And
0: it is a humongous undertaking. Now, the point of their work is to go and notice so that the art stands out. Right. You know, I always liken it to being a baseball umpire, right? If you notice the umpire, something went wrong. Exactly. Right? If you notice a hole in the wall from the last show, you know, somebody didn't do the job, but if if the game Mute. just flows, yeah. But if the game just flows, they did their job really well, and so it's hard to take credit when nobody notices you. Right. Yeah. Right. um So we're running up uh, to about twenty five minutes here. I don't want to talk too long. Brevity is the soul of wit. Amy, are there. How can people find you? Uh, how can people follow you, what you do? Is there any place you want to send people to go? Oh yeah, I'd
1: love to send them to the website. Okay. I figure it's better if you post it, but I'll say it. Yeah, go ahead and say it's it. It's amystoneking.com artifacts, okay. but it's A-M-I-E-S-T-O-N-E-K-I-N-G.com slash artifacts. Great.
0: Anything else you'd like to... We'd
1: love to have you book the show if you're interested. As you've awesome. heard, it can go in all kinds of spaces, and we have lots of educational materials to go along with it, so thank you so much for having me today, Josh.
0: Oh, you bet, you bet. So this has been episode three of the make make podcast. My name is Josh Baker. Uh, you can follow along with us at patreon.com slash That's A-Z-U-L-O-X. Um, after this episode, we should be dropping them on Spotify and iTunes. I'll be posting those links as well. So thank you for your time. Have a great day.